Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beyond the Budget podcast, where I focus on helping you create the budget that works for you so you can focus on what's beyond the budget, which is the life you want to live. Today's episode is the last in a multi-part series on the basics of building a financial plan. So if you haven't heard all of them yet, consider going back to episode 12, which was the start of the five-part series. And I really feel like this last this last episode of the series is the one that everybody's been waiting for. Um, I know personally when I see people, um, you know, sometimes I get to meet people and podcast listeners in person. They say, when are you going to make an episode about making more money? We all want to know about making more money. So we've covered so far what to do before you start your financial journey, how to create a budget, ways to lower your expenses, how to pay off debt. But everybody wants to know about making more money. So when considering these choices, I would like for you guys to keep in mind your why. So we talked about the why and what you needed to consider before you started your financial plan and be honest with yourself about how much time, resources, and drive you have to put into the work that it takes to make additional income. Also consider your timeline for reaching your financial goals because the last thing you want to do is overwhelm yourself which typically leads to burnout. So if it's not realistic for you to, you know, make extra money to pay off your debt or to build your emergency fund in six months, then, hey, that's fine. Make it one year for yourself uh, so you don't end up getting burnt out. Your intention is to, again, grow the gap between your spending and earnings to leave enough room to fund your goals and your dreams and your little sinking funds and your trips and all those. And if you don't know what I mean by that, uh, last episode, we talked about how, you have what you need to spend and then you also have what you earn and your goal is to have the uh, the space in between which is called the gap to be as big as possible because the gap is the what you use to fund your hopes and dreams and things like that okay so let's dive in what are the best ways to make more money to fund your goals and these are all personally things that i've done to help me pay off along with my husband about seventy two thousand dollars in 18 months We also were able to buy a personal home at that time. So we needed a down payment that we additionally had to save for. We we ended up doing that process or shortly after actually um, being able to buy our rental property, um, which we still actually have one of them today. And then also we were able to build a sizable nest egg of at this point, six months of our um, our basic living expenses. And that didn't happen during those 18 months, but it's happened since then by consistently Um, making extra money or increasing our earnings overall. All right, so let's just dive right into it. Some of these you could consider for yourself. I'm going to give you guys four along with some examples, and I'll spend the most time talking about the last one, which is side hustles, which I know I use the word side hustle because I know that's what people are going to search for. But honestly, I prefer to say additional streams of income because that's really what they are. Um, I'm not into hustling. I was at one time, but I'm telling you, like I said before, it leads to burnout. So I prefer to think of these as like additional income streams instead of side hustles. But I'm going to use the term side hustles because I know that's what most people are familiar with. All right. So the first thing you can do to make more money is overtime. So this is going to be your low hanging fruit, but it's possibly the easiest way to to earn more money. Can you work more hours where you already work? Can you take a different shift that has a shift differential? So for example, can you switch to nights temporarily where you could make, you know, more money? Can you pick up a holiday or two where you'll make time and a half? Can you cover for somebody else? There's this misconception that trading time for money is a bad thing. But if you think about it, 
Time is the most important commodity that we have. And therefore, people are willing to pay handsomely for our time. And so if your goal is to make more money, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's a, um, at your regular job, I think people tend to overlook the ways they can make extra money in their regular job um, when in their mind they're thinking, well, what could I do on the side? So sometimes you don't have to do anything on the side, but you can use what you already have. So at the beginning of our financial journey, my husband and I both picked up extra shifts in our respective trades. I was a dental hygienist at the time and I worked Monday through Thursday. So sometimes I would tempt for people or PREN, I guess is what people would typically think of it, substitute dental hygienist on Fridays. And I could make an additional amount of money on Fridays by working and making my work week a little bit longer. Uh, my husband was an electrician. And at the time, if he had a buddy who was like, Hey, um, I want to go hunting. We live down in the South. So people do that here. Then he could say, okay, well I'll cover for you or take a holiday where he would get double time and a half. So, um, by doing that, we were able to make a sizable debt in our debt and they have some pros and cons. So the pros is that it's easy to do. Like, since you already know how to do that, you can just ask, Hey, if you're a nurse, can I work an extra shift? Or, um, if you're like me, a dental hygienist, find somebody else to work for on another day. If my husband do some overtime or go do electrical work for somebody else. People are always looking for skilled labor. But there are some cons. So childcare at that point in time wasn't a big deal for us because our we only had one child and he was very young. And so it was he was easy to watch because he was a baby. But if you have older children, you might have to have additional expenses in childcare if your um part your husband or wife isn't able to take over the childcare or you ha don't have a family member who can help you with that. Also, it means more time at work and you might not necessarily want to do more time at your work. And so the idea of overtime um, may not be something that's fe that is feasible and or mentally healthy for you to do. And then, of course, since you'll be working overtime, you might potentially miss out on events and fun things like that. Um, so those are some pros and cons, but that's the first thing that we did to make more money. Number two, negotiate a pay increase or find a new position to make more, make more money. Again, I don't know why everybody wants to overlook the W-2 jobs, but listen, if you're a W-2 job person, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It is not for everyone. And plenty of people go and they crash and burn at it. And it's okay because that was a learning experience for them. But also look inside yourself and say like, hey, do I really want to start this? Do I really want this extra responsibility or taxes or whatever? Um, so it might be a good idea for you to focus on what you can do to increase your W-2 income. I will have a future podcast episode, so I'm not going to go into a, a depth on this, but you can increase your W-2 income through a raise. You can retrain and get a new job. You can apply for a new job that you it has additional responsibilities where you already work. Um, all those can be substantial ways to increase your earnings. And the pros are that, that you have lasting results. So once you get an increase in salary uh, for whatever reason, you're going to keep having that increase, but you'll still be doing the same hours at your job. The cons is that it's not so easy. So while picking up another shift might be easy, um, you might have to have the delay in time to retrain or apply for jobs or the grind of like, you know, going through interviews and things like that on your way to challenging yourself to increase your W-2 income. And then additionally, delayed gratification, right? It's not going to be a right now money type of thing generally, again, because there's a process that goes into it. But I think this is one of the best ways. And I like to say this too, especially in, um, I'm going to get carried away. And I just said I was going to have another episode about this. So hold that thought. We're not going to go there. But in a future episode, we'll talk about uh, increasing your W-2 income to build the gap between your earnings and your spending.
in the meantime, let's go to number three, sell stuff. We all have a lot of stuff we don't need. And I'm going to tell you something. When we first got started, y'all might think I was crazy. But if my husband had these brand new work boots and I was like, these are still told brand new work boots. Who can I sell these to? Um, we had just all kinds of things that we sold. So we all have a lot of things that we don't need. Some of them are even costing us money. So if it's something that you're not using, but it's costing you money uh, or can be downsized, like for example, if you bought a side by side because you thought it looked fun, but you don't even ever use it or extra clothing, etc., you can sell anything and then put that money immediately towards your debt or your goal. Don't hold on to it or you'll probably incorporate it into your day-to-day spending, but you want to put it immediately towards your goal. Keep in mind there are there are many ways to sell things. So you can use an easy posting site like Facebook Marketplace or something a little bit more sophisticated uh, like ThreadUp. Um, sites I used to sell things uh, were eBay, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Um, Facebook also, I discovered a gold mine, um, especially if you're a mom who has a child with a lot of stuff or if you are into boutique type of things or things that actually hold their value. Um, Facebook has specific resale groups dedicated to items, anything from luxury purses to smocked clothing for children to certain brands of shoes. It's a good place to find a deal, but it's also a good place to offload things that you know have a value to other people or you might feel bad that you spent a lot of money on. Just keep in mind that you'll have shipping and PayPal fees and things like that. Other ways you can sell things that are a little bit quicker are consignment stores or stores that buy your items from you, though you'll get a lesser amount of money for them. Some of those would be things like Clothes Mentor, Play-Doh's Closet, Children's Orchard, Once Upon a Child, any of those where you just take your stuff in, they look through your stuff, decide what they're going to keep, and then they give you a certain amount of money for it. If you have a lot of children's clothing items to sell, um, you can also do like a mass sale like Rayalana's or Duck Duck Goose. And keep in mind, like I said, each of these methods has their own guidelines and pitfalls. They each take a, additional time to organize, post, and things like that. But it can be worth it if you do have the extra time to um to uh to get the sale and to to make the money to put towards your goals um, another approach could be if you feel overwhelmed and you're like oh, i can't be going through all this stuff do a mass sale like a yard sale again though your value of your items would be lesser because you just have to sit there um but you can also do things like i love 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 a youtube channel called the minimal mom and she had a threshold of $50. And if it wasn't going to make her at least $50, then she wasn't going to sell it. She just gave it away to somebody else that was less fortunate or that she thought might need it. So that's an idea too. All right, we have come to the pinnacle of all items, and that is start a side hustle. So some of the things that hold people back from starting a side hustle are thinking they have to spend money to make money, uh, being afraid of what others might think, lack of time, being indecisive about what to try. But I would challenge you though, if you have the time and energy and maybe you have an idea floating around your head, um, to give it a try because you don't have to be married to it. Uh, you can try it out and see how it works out for you. Consider these four things when starting a, high, a side hustle. Get the money up front when you can. You can do that by taking pre-orders or do things that don't cause you an ex cost you an expense at first if you want to build up a little bit of cushion before you invest money into whatever you want to work on. Start off small with opportunities that are close to home and don't be afraid to quit if you decide you don't like it. Those are my top four tips. Get the money up front when you can. Take pre-orders if you can. And that kind of goes with get the money up front. Start off with small opportunities close to home. You don't have to go immediately into um, maybe some of the MLMs or network marketing where you have to buy this whole kit and you have to sell to your friends and family. That's one of my least favorite ways to do side hustles. Um, 
And again, if you don't like it, then you don't have to to keep doing it. But having a lesser commitment when you go in makes you feel not so bad if you decide you don't want to do it anymore. Um, when deciding on a side hustle, I actually recommend using the four square method to brainstorm. Down in the show notes, you can sign up for my email list and I have a side hustle sheet that goes over this method of deciding which side hustle might work for you. The goal is to find something that is exciting for you and easy to get started. So the gist of it is um, you're going to make four squares, right? So you're going to have basically two rows and two columns. You'll go across at the top. You write A in one box and B in the next box. Go down to the bottom boxes and the bottom left, you'll write C. And in the bottom right, you'll write D. Okay. On the side, the left side, on where A and C, and again, if you want this uh, worksheet, you could go down to the show notes and get it. It is totally free. And then you could go come back and listen to this if you want, or there's instructions on there about how to do it. Um, you're going to write if it excites you or if it doesn't excite you. Those are your two columns. So for, uh, for A and B on the right side and underneath the box, you'll write if it's tricky to get started or if it's easy to get started. Okay. And then you're going to go through the ideas in your mind and think about, okay, you want what's in box B the upper right box. You want what is exciting to you and also easy to get started when you're thinking about a side hustle. Okay. And I don't want to pick on MLMs again, but I haven't never met like a product that I was so excited to sell. <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited to do this to ask my friends and family. And sometimes though, that's the reason why it is exciting for people because they are really into the product, but I personally haven't had that. So let me give you an idea. If you love dogs and you have some free time, you can simply download the Rover app and sign up to be a dog walker, right? So that is both exciting to that person and easy to get started. Or you can post online that you are available for pet sitting in maybe a local Facebook group. Again, easy to do and get started and exciting to that person because they enjoy being around um, pets or animals. A trickier version one of this is that you could be still be excited about dogs, but a trickier one to get started would be a side hustle that would be um, starting a mobile dog grooming service. Okay, there are licenses and you would have to get the grooming equipment. You would have to, it's, there's a lot more at stake and investment. So you wanna go with what's exciting to you and what's easy at first to get your feet wet and then let it grow over time. So personal examples of side hustles that my husband and I used to pay off a bunch of debt was at first an electrical contracting business. And we ran that business for four years. Um, He was an electrician. I knew how to work the backside of it. And we were able to build up a company uh, that was able to help us fund a lot of our dreams and debt payoff. But we had to start small. So remember I said start small? In order to save the money to get some of the ladders and things we needed for our business, we actually started first with flipping cars, which another person might like if they like automobiles and they could tinker around. And basically what that means is that we bought very cheap cars in an auction. We fixed them up. We sold them on Craigslist. And these, well, by very cheap, I literally mean like a four or $500 car because that's about all we had to invest at that point. We went to places like Pick and Pull and we found all the parts. We put them on the car. Then we got it painted and then we listed it for sale. And it was very fun at the time for us because it was something we were interested in, but we did have the goal of being able to, we knew that it would take a little bit more for our electrical business. We used that money to pay upfront for the supplies we needed to do small jobs like uh, ladders for ceiling fans and things like that. And then as we got that income, we built up from there until we were running a multi-person crew of people wiring new construction houses. So um, it was a buildup of things that we enjoyed and we were good at at the same time. 
And with that one, we ended it eventually because what it was there for was to help us build this dream. And once we didn't need it for that anymore, of course, then we were able to release it. Another example of a uh, personal that I've used is an Etsy shop. So um, I also started an Etsy shop and a YouTube channel about the same time. It's called Lock So Fine. And after I got my hair locked, I couldn't find anybody with low, with finer and low density hair. So I started making videos about my experience and I really was planning to get monetized on YouTube. That was the point. I liked what I was talking about. It was easy for me to get started. I would just sit my, I used my cellular, cellular phone. I talked about my hair. I edited it with iMovie and I posted it. And within six months, I was able to monetize that channel and it became a really fun side hustle from the channel to grow that additional income stream, I, I decided I needed a satin headrest cover for my car. You guys see the pattern? These are little things that I noticed. And so then I was like, let me try it out. And I couldn't find one. So I decided to start making them. And I had an audience who would then buy them from me. And Etsy, again, low hanging fruit, was the easiest place to sell it because that's where you sell homemade things. I literally signed up one afternoon, put my listings up, and then I started selling them. And posting and telling people about them. Um, I didn't get a Shopify site and build all that. I didn't do all that. I just did it the easy way. In the first year that I did those two side hustles, I made $4,000. And, you know, if you look at it from the time spent versus what I got out of it, you might say, oh, that's lopsided. But I was enjoying myself and I was actually being able to fund a little bit of my dreams and have some pocket money for myself on top of it. And so it was really fun for me to do that. Some other things we've done is we flipped a house. Again, that was after we had a more substantial amount of money uh, and knew a little bit more what we were doing. We owned a rental. We still own one rental. And I say all this because some of those were winners and some of those were losers. We had to settle um, in a place where we felt like this, we liked the side hustle enough to do it. But if we didn't, we were we stopped and we felt like it was okay because many things are for a season. And sometimes you just need to reach your goal and then you can stop. Here's some other side hustles I've heard from clients food delivery. Um, I have a friend of mine who started, she started a business called bereavement meals and she prepared meals for people in bereavement. So a sickness or a loss of a family member uh, for funeral services. And it grew and grew and grew until it was a catering company. Um, babysitting, house sitting, flipping furniture, flip uh, flea market booths, courier services for the, the blind and elderly. Uh, my, my dad actually does that. He um, drives around people who are blind and things like that selling printables and stickers on Etsy. I have a friend of mine who does that. Tutoring, selling baked goods, DJing weddings. So we all, we even have a friend who made over $50,000 in one year selling comic books, which obviously he loves doing it. And he didn't start off making $50,000 a year, but it was his idea and his passion. And so he grew and he, uh, he turned it into his side hustle. If you would like to know more about additional side hustle resources, there's two things I recommend and they're down in the show note. One of them is sidehustleschool.com and the other one is the Side Hustle Nation podcast. They do a really good job of giving you inspiration of what other people are doing when it comes to side hustles and things like that. But the moral of the story is, guys, is that the um, there isn't more than one way. There isn't uh, only one way, excuse me, to make money. Listen, the world wants to lie to us and say that we shouldn't have to work hard. We should just do us and we'll get what we deserve. But the truth is, is that sometimes things take hard work and grit. Even in the Bible, in Proverbs 14 and 23, it says, There is profit in hard work and mere talk leads to poverty. Some things take working hard, trying and failing 
and earning some of our stripes and developing multiple streams of income can be one of those things. It's important now more than ever with doing the rising expenses and, and, de and decrease in job opportunity to find ways to supplement our income and increase our income that we already have. Because again, it's easier to grow your income than it is to reduce your expenses and that you can only reduce your expenses so low um, and then you have to stop, especially in times like now of inflation. So I have a challenge for you. It's a two-fold challenge. First, all I want you to do this week is find something you don't need and sell it, okay? And use that money to fund something that you truly care about, okay? It, maybe it's a gift for somebody. Um, maybe it's a, um, the beginning inkling of something that you need to fund your side hustle. And then second, I challenge you to use that side hustle worksheet to in the show notes to brainstorm some ways you can make extra income or a side hustle idea that might work for you. After you come up with the idea, test it out. Ask somebody you know and you trust not that's, that's not just going to be a naysayer, but also that's not going to just tell you what you want to hear. And if it's easy enough, try it out in the next few weeks and see how much money you can earn. Hey, guys. So as always, if you're listening, you're thinking, hey, I've been there. Uh, I don't really think I can do this on my own. Uh, when it comes to building a budget that's sustainable for you, uh, learning how to handle your money, coaching through building a side hustle and building your savings and making financial decisions, you can go down to the show notes or to my website, tenyoprice.com, to schedule a complimentary 15-minute consultation to see if coaching with me is right for you. And I'm going to end this one. I haven't done this in a while, but I feel led to end this one with a prayer. Lord, we come to you as people who are trying to do the best that we can do. We're living in perilous times in more ways than others. Expenses keep rising, and our desire is truly to take care of our families in the best way that we can. We pray that you would give us the divine inspiration, that you would give us fortitude and determination to start a side hustle if that's what you uh, we feel led to do, and that you would help us along the way, that you would place in our path people who can help us, sales, God, and commissions, and raises and bonuses. Um, and we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, that is it for this week. I hope you have a lovely week ahead of you. Always, if you want to chat with me, or if you have an idea that you want to hear about in the next episode, you can email me at hello at tanyelleprice.com. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye.